Are you ready to banish burnout in 2024? I used to wear my workaholism like a badge of honor, but all it did was steal my joy and leave me depleted for those that were most important to me, including myself. The problem is most people don't even realize they're experiencing burnout. And even if they're lucky enough to realize what's happening, they don't know how to get it under control. Until now, I've put together a one hour live webinar with me that will give you the tools you need to start living a less chaotic life. Tangible strategies that you can implement today to replenish your energy without having to quit your job. Head over to karenfreeland.com forward slash burnout and claim your spot today. There's no cost to attend. It's my free gift to you. Let's make this the year you show up calm, confident, and collected in every facet of your life. Visit karenfreeland.com forward slash burnout right now to learn more and sign up. See you there. Welcome to Rock Your Reinvention, the show for high achieving career women who refuse to settle for mediocrity and aren't afraid to take bold action. This is a place where you can authentically show up, where every dream and goal can be validated and achieved. Hi, I'm your host, Karen Freeland, a certified life reinvention coach, speaker, and award-winning author. I'm here to give you the tips, tools, and strategies to help you shift your mindset, build your confidence, and take meaningful actions so you can rock your reinvention. Ready to go from stuck to thriving? Let's go. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. I know this is my second episode of the year, but the last one was an interview and I didn't know when it was going to come out. So I didn't get a chance to wish you a happy 2024 yet. I hope that the year is off to an amazing start for you. And I think you'll be pretty excited about today's podcast because I am sharing with you five habits of happy people and how you can be happier too. And I mean, who doesn't want to be happier in 2024? So for starters, number one, the first thing that happy people do is they have a clear definition of what happiness is for themselves. So if you are going to be happy in 2024, you have to stop looking at what the world is telling you and start figuring that out for yourself. That means you got to do the work and actually sit down and decide What are the things that make me happy? Is it that new, bigger house? Is it that bigger, fancier title? Is it a, you know, promotion or a beach house or whatever, a new car? Are those the things that make you happy? Or is it something deeper? Is it volunteering and giving back? Is it mentoring someone and helping them advance their career or You know, like I mentor a student. What would bring you and you alone happiness? Forget about everybody else. I may have shared this story before, but I know we have a lot of new listeners, so I'll I'll briefly share it again. But when I was talking to one of my mentors recent, like right after I left corporate, pretty much. She was like, you know, this is your money-making years. Like, what are you doing? You sure you want to leave corporate? And, you know, stop consulting at this level? Don't you think you should keep working? And what about when you want that second house? And I was like, what? A second house? I don't need a second house. I don't want a second house. 
Now, do I think that my business is going to get to a point eventually where it's doing so well that I can get a second house? Yeah, of course I do. Absolutely. But I don't need that to be happy. And I think that that's a big difference for a lot of people. A lot of people, when they first start coming to me um, and they want to coach, they are saying things like, well, I'd be happy when, or I'd be happy if this were happening, or when I'm making this amount of money. But see, happy people, they don't have contingencies on their happiness. They're happy because they know what brings them joy and they find ways to bring that into their everyday experiences. So if you want to be happier, and I know you do, you've got to get clear on what brings you happiness. And it's fine for other people to say, yeah, actually, Karen, a second house would bring me happiness. Awesome. Then let's figure out how to get you that. Uh, If you tell me, Karen, yeah, I do want to get promoted. I really do want to achieve this specific title or earn my master's degree or whatever it is. Great. I'd love to support you in that, right? I'm going to root for you. I'm going to cheer for you. All the things. If that's truly what brings you joy. All right. So, I mean, of course, at the end of this, I'm going to have a little challenge for you. And spoiler alert, it might involve figuring out what happiness is for you. So that is the first habit of happy people. The second one is they smile often and they know how to get themselves back to a high vibe state. Okay, let's take the first part, they smile often. Have you ever been in a bad mood and you're just like having one of those days and you try to force yourself to smile? I know sometimes it feels really weird and it can be hard. And you might not want to do it, but I've been trying to do this more. And today I was driving to get my Botox and the skies were just white and marshmallowy. There's like not a drop of sun in the sky. And I started to feel kind of just blah. You know, the winter blues were kind of creeping up on me. And I was like, okay, just try your own advice. Just smile. And at first I felt really awkward and I'm driving in my car with this smile plastered on my face. And then you know what? I started laughing and I was like, this is so funny. I'm like, but you know what? I actually do feel better. I actually feel happier. It's amazing, but it works. Now, I am not telling you to smile through pain. I'm not telling you that if you're dealing with something really terrible, oh, just put a smile on. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. But I am inviting you to look for opportunities where you can choose happiness and you can choose to smile. And if you do that, your brain will automatically be like, oh, she's smiling. We must be happy. We're in a good mood. And it will do the rest, okay? It will help you get all the way there. Now, sometimes it takes a little bit more than just a smile to get us back into that high vibe state where we're feeling really good. So what happy people do is they know their tried and true methods to get back to that high vibe state. For me, that is hands down music every single time. All I need are the right mix of songs. And, you know, by two or three songs in, I am genuinely back in a happy, good mood. I'm dancing around my kitchen, cooking some dinner, whatever, having a good old time, playing with my dog, and I'm feeling like a million bucks. Maybe for you, what you need to get back into a high vibe state is some time to yourself. Maybe you need to just go into a room and decompress for 10 to 15 minutes and do some breathing exercises. 
Maybe you just need a call from a friend. Maybe you need to talk to somebody who always can bring you out of your funk. It's going to be different for everybody. There's not a blueprint here per se, but those are some of the things you can consider and you just have to figure that out for yourself. What are the things that you can do, trial and error, to get yourself back to a high vibe state? And actually, this brings me right into the third habit of very happy people, and that is they exercise. It's a natural mood booster, and it's a great way to get yourself back into that high vibe state. So one of the reasons it's a natural mood booster, and I looked this up beforehand because I wanted to make sure I knew the science behind it, but when you work out, you release something called GABA. G-A-B-A, you can Google it. It's a neurotransmitter that makes your brain feel soothed and keeps you in control of your impulses. Now, there's supplements and all kinds of stuff on the market. I don't like to take a lot of things. I'm like, why would I take something when I could just work out and then get GABA naturally? And here's another thing that I like to share a lot. Exercise doesn't need to look the same for everyone. I don't know about you, but when I first was getting into physical activity, I was always going to the gym because we had a gym at work. So I would just work out on my lunch break, hit the gym, do the weights, and that was it. That was the extent of my workout. But eventually I started adding in other things, running and cardio and dance classes and yoga classes and Pilates. And once I started doing all these things, I'm like, man, exercise is actually pretty fun now. It doesn't have to be a chore for me. And anyone that knows me, that really knows me, knows I hate to sweat. Like, I do not sweat in my exercise if it's at all avoidable. (laughs) I will do whatever it takes not to sweat. So a lot of times I'm doing, I'm searching on YouTube, like 15-minute leg workout or 10-minute full-body Pilates class. And I pick these short time frames. I might do a 15-minute workout, and that's my workout. Like, I'm done for the day. I'm good. See you again in two days. All right? I'm an every other day kind of girl. But exercise for you can look completely different. I have clients that walk their dog three miles a day, and guess what? That's their exercise. Other clients who want to go skiing or running or play pickleball, you know, whatever it is, find something that you enjoy doing and that is physically satisfying. And that is going to be a super big mood booster and help you be happier this year. All right. So, so far, our three tips, well, habits, I should say, are you have a clear definition of what happiness is for you. Number two, you smile often and know how to get yourself back to a high vibe state. And three, you exercise. Now, before I share habits four and five, I just want to let you know about something super exciting going on in my Facebook group. So if you are not already a member of Successful Working Women Rocking Reinvention, make sure you go over there and get signed up today. There's just a couple of questions to answer before you come in. That way I can tailor the content for everybody that's in the group. But once you're in, you're going to have access to all kinds of exclusive content and information and tools plus a super supportive community of like-minded women who are all in various stages of their reinvention. And on January 19th, that's a Friday, at 1 p.m. Eastern, I am going to be doing an Ask Me Anything session. So you can come in. I'm going to do a Facebook Live, and you can quite literally ask me 
anything. You want to know how to write a book or you want to know how to do an audiobook or whatever, ask me. You want to know how I left corporate or the things I considered before I made a move? Ask me. You want to know about my marriage and how I keep it all going and keep the spice alive? Ask me. Like, I literally will tell you anything you want to know. Now, quick caveat before we move on. This is not coaching because I don't really have the ability to go back and forth and ask you questions. It's more guidance, mentorship, um, and insights. So think of it that way. But I would love to have you there for it. So if you want to come and hang out with me, get to know me a little bit better, get your questions asked. I hope to see you for Ask Me Anything, January 19th at 1 p.m. Eastern inside of my Facebook group, Successful Working Women Rocking Reinvention. All right, let's get back into it. Number four, habit of happy people. They speak life and spread joy. What does that mean? It means you're constantly putting positivity out there and you are elevating others. You are supporting others. You are encouraging others. Sometimes it's easier to look at the opposite of what I'm trying to explain. So someone who does not speak joy. So have you ever gone on social media and you just start scrolling through the comments and everyone's like rearing their ugly head and weighing in on something and they're like, and you want to do the same thing? Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I hope you don't, but maybe you do. And then you get done and it's like, how do you feel after that? I don't know about you, but I've only left one or two comments on social that I've really regretted and wish that I hadn't left them. Because I realized very early on, this doesn't make me feel good. I thought it was going to make me feel good. I thought I needed my opinion to be heard, but I really didn't. And it brought no joy to anyone. It was just not nice. And I don't want to leave that legacy, right? I don't want that to be how I show up in the world. So I have a little acronym that I'm going to share with you that I love. And it's called Scroll On By. So S-O-B. Because you don't need to leave your opinion. like You don't have to spread that unless it's good, unless it's encouraging, unless it's motivating. You can keep it to yourself, actually. It's probably the best place for it. I remember one time I was on social media and I just moved to South Carolina and I took a picture of me eating a Krispy Kreme donut. I had never had a Krispy Kreme donut before. And I had heard that, you know, when the hot sign is on, you got to get these Krispy Kreme donuts. And we just happened to drive by one with the hot sign on. And I was like, oh my gosh, we got to have it. And of course, I took a picture and posted it. 20 minutes later, I get a message from someone. How dare you? You shouldn't be posting pictures of yourself eating donuts. You know, for a lot of women, it's really hard for us to lose weight. And I'm like, What is going on? What is happening in a world where I can't post a picture of me eating a donut? And I just thought, I felt so bad for this woman at first because I just was like, wow, women with happiness and joy in their heart, they don't go around telling other women that they can't post pictures of themselves eating donuts. And I know everyone listening to this is probably like, yeah, that's so crazy. Like, why would she do that? But I guarantee if you looked back over the past three to six months of your life, you would find at least one instance of where maybe you did something, not quite the same, but something similar, where you didn't quite speak life and spread joy. Just take a moment to reflect on that. 
And it's totally normal. You're normal. We we do these things as humans sometimes. But I'm inviting you to be at your higher consciousness and start to recognize these things so that you don't do them anymore. And you get to be that happy person because you're happier when you speak life. You're happier when you spread joy into other people. There's an awesome Christian rap song, which I love, but the words in the song, We Against the World by Andy Minio, I'm just going to read you two lines from his song because I just think this sums up habit number four so beautifully. I love seeing people win. Why be threatened? How could I be depressed seeing someone getting blessings? It's so true. And I've had a lot of women that I coach come to me and share that they go on social media, specifically LinkedIn, and they see all these people getting promoted and it makes them really angry and they get frustrated and they feel like, well, how dare that person get promoted? They weren't even that good. They don't deserve that. And they get themselves in this tizzy. And I'm like, I go on LinkedIn and I see somebody, they get promoted to CEO or they get promoted to VP or to director, whatever. Good for you. Click like, like, like. Support them. Spread joy, speak life. You have that choice. And I'm telling you, you will always be happier if you take that road every single time. All right, habit number five. You have and regularly practice your spiritual beliefs. Okay, don't shoot the messenger on this one. I know some of you might be like, okay, Karen, you're talking to me about spirituality and religion and faith and all that kind of stuff. I don't know how I feel about that. That's fine. You don't have to shoot the messenger. I'm just trying to pass along some tips. So I'm going to read straight from my book, Grab Life by the Dreams, page 134. This is chapter six, a little section on happiness, because I talk about how having a spiritual belief and practicing it leads to more happiness in your life. So here we go. This feels so simple as to be unquantifiable. But studies have shown that there is some correlation between being actively religious and having a happier outlook on life. In the U.S., according to Pew Research, 36% of the actively religious describe themselves as very happy, compared with 25% of the inactively religious and 25% of the unaffiliated. Think about that. What would happen for you? If you described yourself as very happy, I'm willing to wager a lot. So it's time to get clear on your spiritual beliefs. What are they and how can you practice them regularly? Because just having a spiritual belief but not actually exercising it doesn't do the same thing as practicing it, right? Being in it each and every day. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have religious dogma. I know a lot of people have had a bad experience with, you know, structured, formalized religion. So I'm I'm leaving this open to you for your interpretation, right? As a life coach, it's never my job to tell you what to believe. It's to invite you to think more deeply about what you believe and get clear on it and just challenge your thinking. Because really, this is a very personal decision for you. You know, your spiritual beliefs are probably one of the most personal beliefs that a person can hold. And so I want to invite you to really explore that and honor that and let it permeate all of you. Because when you do, 
again, research has shown you will actually be happier. So there you have it. The five habits of happy people. I'll recap them real quick. You have a clear definition of what happiness is for you. You smile often and know how to get yourself back to a high vibe state. You exercise, you speak life and spread joy, and you have a regular practice with your spiritual beliefs. If you do those five things in 2024, I know you're going to have an amazing year. Now, before you go, your challenge, should you choose to accept it, is to define what happiness is for you. So grab out your journal or your notebook, set a timer for 10 minutes, and I want you to explore all the things that happiness means to you. What does that really look like? And if you're an advanced student and you want to take it an extra step further, go ahead and look at your calendar and see how you can create space for at least one of the things that you said would bring you happiness. All right, until next time, be happy and stay fabulous. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you're inspired to take action by committing to one of the tips or strategies we talked about in today's episode. And if you want accountability and support, I've got your back. Join my private Facebook group, Successful Working Women Rocking Reinvention today. You'll find a community of like-minded women waiting to support you exclusive content, and helpful resources to ensure you succeed. Lastly, if you loved this episode, do me a favor and be sure to leave a review. Together, we can encourage more women to live their purpose. See you next time.